Hey, Steve. Hey there, Dustin. How you doing? I am good, my friend. How are you? I am doing fantastic, and I cannot wait to record this episode with you tonight. Well, it's a, I'm excited to be here. It's a good thing we are already recording there, Steven. Oh, yeah. I know. All right. Did you do anything fun this weekend? Anything of notability? Notor- notoriety? Notability. I mean, I shot a wedding. Does that count as something fun? Wedding? Gee, oh, that's right. This is a wedding photography podcast. I always forget that. You know what, that. Dustin? Maybe we should take a second and just talk about uh, what it is that we're doing here. We're doing an audio podcast. It's something that we use our mouse and we flap them around and noises come out. We record those noises to a computer and then other people listen to those noises on their computers or their pocket computers. Pocket computers? Are you referring to something like an iPhone, Stephen? Yes, I am. But before we do that, we should probably do what we always do at the beginning of this podcast, and we should talk about what we're drinking tonight. Dustin, I saw you raise something clear and see-through in a glass plastic cup. What is, ooh, a Starbucks cup. Are you drinking coffee at 12 in the midnight? 12, oh shit. I can't speak tonight. 12 in the midnight, Maybe you need some coffee, Stephen. I need some coffee. Uh, no, I am hydrating. I have a big shoot tomorrow and a lot of editing to get done tonight. So I am not drinking a delicious alcoholic adult beverage because it would put me right to sleep at this point in time. And I want to keep the energy levels nice and high for all of our lovely listeners out there in podcast world. Oh, I'm keeping it up to dust. Damn it. I'm really off my game. But I am keeping it up tonight just for you, Dustin. I always like it when you keep it up for me, Steve. <laughs> Dustin, have you ever heard of Fatheads? Uh, I, f- I was trying to remember if we've had this conversation before because um, I don't know if it was you or someone else I was talking to. There was a, a moment. This is probably not at all where you wanted this conversation to go. But this is exactly where I wanted it to go. (laughs) (laughs) There was a moment in time where I was planning on purchasing a commercial building that was a print shop and they specialized in something called fatheads. And I think it was you that I was trying to explain to you what a fathead was and you didn't believe me. Dustin, I know exactly what a fathead is, and uh, I just want you to know, I got a fathead with me right here tonight. A fathead spooky tooth imperial <laughs> pumpkin ale. That's right. You thought it was a beer, and I was trying no, to... No, Dustin, that is a beer. I just showed you the beer. You're watching a video of me showing you the beer. See, I, I don't watch the video. I close my eyes during this podcast because I want it to be just like our viewers hear it. Purely an audio experience. Because... If you could see how handsome I am while you hear how great my voice sounds, you might die. Precisely. I mean, it's a common thing. I mean, that's why my wife is blind. (laughs) Why she's such a good photographer. Well, I mean, I take the blindfold off when she's shooting photos, of course, and uh, I put the noise-canceling headphones on so she can't hear me during that time. Uh, Isn't this how all marriages work? Yes. Yes, exactly how all marriages work, Steve. Actually, I'm not actually drinking the fat head tonight. I wanted to know how it is, though. I literally just brought it out so I could reference back to that conversation we had that none of our viewers, listeners, 
this is a podcast after all, we're privy to at all because it's so inside. But it is a great beer. I drank it the other night. So you you simply bought that because of our conversation, didn't you? No, I was looking. Uh, Jen's favorite like beers are pumpkin flavored beers. Mm, she should get her. Should get her the one I had the other night. Maybe that's not true anymore. It used to be her favorite type of beer, but uh, I I bought this because it is an imperial pumpkin ale, and. Like the last few years, she's been like, the only thing I want this year, Steve, because I'm pregnant and I can't drink beer, is for you to buy me a pumpkin beer and save it for me for once I'm done being pregnant. And I failed to do that. So this year, the first time I saw a pumpkin ale, I went out and bought it right away because I am a terrible husband who's trying to get better. You can only go up from here, Steve. No, what I'm actually going to be drinking tonight is... Scarlet Lane's Tiberius. That's right, a great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man just like me, Steve Van Elk. Nice plug. I'm plugging myself. I mean, the beer's great, too. I have a friend who actually brews for this company. They make my all-time favorite beer, which is Eric Bloodaxe, but they only make it in the spring. But I have something to tell you, Dustin. I found a four-pack at my local liquor store. Whoa. Yeah, I'm saving it. It's special. How long does that stuff last for? Um, until I talk to my friend and he tells me it's gone bad, in <laughs> which case then I open them all at the same time and just put four beers straight up to my mouth and drink them. <laughs> like you do with your Great Lakes beer, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. I buy those bad boys in 30 packs. So, Dustin, let's uh let's get to it tonight. Let's get let's get relevant. You already brought up the iPhones. Today, there were new iPhones that launched. Was there anything you wanted to say? You Did you order an iPhone? I kind of ordered an iPhone today. Um, so, yeah, my... Uh, oh, gosh, Dustin. Oh, my gosh. It's Tiberius is fantastic. It's, it sounds very it's Star Trek. Tiberius from Scarlet Lane. Fantastic. Very Star Trek of you. Don't You don't even pick up that reference, do you? Don't even know the reference. Um, nope. Star Trek? Yep. Is that like a Star Wars ripoff? It's like way over, way over your head there. Anyways, back um, to... Back is that to, a J.J. Abrams produced movie? Uh, back to the relevance at hand here. Uh, oh, the relevance of J.J. Abrams writing and directing Star Wars Episode Nine. Hells yeah. Steve and I put off recording uh, this week's daily dose or weekly dose, if you will, of definitely be a weekly dose the wedding photo hangover podcast uh so that we could be fun filled and informed with iphone apple knowledge because it got dropped this morning um well this afternoon for us east coasters and uh yeah we wanted to kind of fill you guys in on what our thoughts were on all of the specifically the camera photography related upgrades um, that came along with that. And the big thing I wanted to kind of pick your brain about Steve and see what you thought. I kind of already know what I think you're going to say just because I, I can feel the vibes coming out of your eyes that I can't see. I'm dancing. Um, is that new, like after the fact lighting mode in portrait mode. Mm -hmm. Did you see that? No. So, during, I didn't so, do any homework for this one. I phoning it in, phoning it in. 
That's my co-host, guys, Stephen Van Elk, the phone Computer it phoning in. it in. Um, so anyways, the new iPhone that just dropped today, um, beautiful screen on the X, same old screen pretty much on the 8, not a really big, you know, blow your pants up kind of thing. But the camera... Oh, something getting better year over year. That's not anything to be excited about. The camera is the only thing I get excited about when they drop a new iPhone. And this new camera on the phone is freaking fantastic, apparently. Um, They're dropping the aperture down to an f1.8 or f2.8, depending on which lens you're using. That is correct, Dustin. Are you reading the show notes that I prepared for you? Because I'm not actually phoning it in. I, I did my job. No, I just have that kind of stuff memorized. I don't even have oh, the show notes up. It. Oh, come on. Sorry, it's Steve. F1.8 and F2.8 for the iPhone 8. And the iPhone X has sensors with F1.8 and F2.4. That was close enough. But, so... You nailed it for the iPhone 8. With plus. the iPhone 7 that I'm sure all of you have... And are in love with the portrait mode that where it uses mm, um, not the iPhone Seven, bud, just the iPhone Seven Plus. iPhone Seven Plus, sorry, yeah, just your big ass phone. I just assumed everyone would get the iPhone Seven Plus. There is really no iPhone Seven in my mind. So that had the portrait mode, which was fun, awesome. I wouldn't necessarily say it was a replacement for what we do as photographers but it was kind of a step in a scary yet exciting direction of mobile phone photography and they Instagram was a step in mobile phone photography they uh can remember that app yeah I, I do recall but this is kind of like how you produce the photography Steve not how you share it Maybe maybe take a few um, less sips of that Tiberius. <laughs> Instagram forced you to take pictures when it first came out in app. It didn't let you take pictures outside of the app and then just share them like they do now. Yeah, it's been really bastardized by Facebook. But that's for another podcast episode. <laughs> but so they, uh, they built in some new features into that portrait mode that allow you, and Steve doesn't know about this because he's a slacker, um, they allows you to essentially using the same technology that they use to determine the shallow depth of field, which um, isn't really mm-hmm. a true shallow depth of field, but it gives you the the look of it. They're using that to kind of relight the subject in, in post. So to give it sort of a studio style lighting effect. And they have different filters for that. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see how gimmicky it is and how... Like or or how great it is. I mean, just depending. Um, but it's just blowing my mind how much tech they can fit into these little little cameras that also make phone calls. Pocket phone computer cameras. Did you know that iPhone, the iPhone, is the uh, highest selling camera in the world, Dustin? Yeah, according to Flickr, it's the most popular um, camera used. That is absolutely correct. Yeah. So, I mean, this is big stuff. I mean, you you hear this iPhone popping out and you're just like, uh, it's just something that, like, wannabe photographers will be using who don't know what they're doing. But, I mean, really, this is changing how everyone in the world does photography. Did you see um, the Times 
I think it was the time. Yeah, it was the times. They just released um, a series of articles on like women and the photographer that they commissioned shot all of these images with her iPhone. Ooh, yeah, I did see that. That's cool. Yeah, I was I was kind of trying to dig into that and see just a little bit more in detail. Like you digging into the women? Exactly. Like what app she Sexist. used to take the pictures within her phone, if it was like the native Apple camera app or if it was something else to give. Because like I just... I use RAW. You use RAW when you're taking pictures? With my phone? I use RAW. Like R-A-W? R-A-W. You can take RAW photos with it? And then how do you... And then like what... Let's for our listeners out there who might not know, like what is it? Sorry, I totally derailed you. Um, so this photographer who was shooting for the New York Times, did she say what app she used, Dustin? No, she did not. And that's what I was trying to find out with my research because there's all these fluff pieces about like how she used her iPhone and how it kind of disarmed her subject because it was sort of this device that these people are used to seeing all the time and then not used to just her and an assistant showing up with she shot all of these with just a simple small reflector and an iphone Ooh, speaking of people shooting with simple small reflectors and iphones did you see that dude who uh created a light source with a flashlight in a big mac box from mcdonald's and did a bunch of portraits with that i did see that yeah because i sent it to you Oh. Because I do my job and I research before this podcast because I take it seriously, Dustin. Well, I just glanced at the picture. I didn't actually read the article. No, I there wasn't much in the article. It's just a bunch of pictures for the most part. I mean, it was on Board Panda, so they probably scraped the actual article from some other place that did real work. And they were like, just look at these pictures, guys. Ooh, it's cool. You can do cool stuff with an iPhone and a Big Mac. Is there uh, anything with the new iPhone that you're tangentially excited about, or are you like... Yeah, I'm excited about getting a Big Mac. I like my iPhones 5. I don't need no new iPhone. I'm going to go out. I'm going to buy a Big Mac. I'm going to eat that Big Mac. It's going to be fantastic. And uh, then I might take some photos. I might not. I don't know. So I take it you're not going to be getting the new iPhone. I bought a new iPhone last year when the iPhone 7 came out, and I bought a 7. I didn't buy the 7 Plus because I wasn't really impressed with portrait mode, and I didn't really see a reason to use it in my everyday life. I also don't see a reason to use live photos like you always shoot, so that's just me. I'm old school. Yeah, just uh, I would say you're borderline minimalist. I mean, that would be a huge compliment. (laughs) Uh, I did go ahead and order the iPhone X today, um, not for any real relevant reason other than the fact that I... You're an extravagantalist? Extravagantalist. That's, that's the opposite of minimalist, <laughs> right? Extravagantalist. I want, I want that on a t-shirt. The extravagantalist, Dustin McKibben. That should be... That's our spinoff podcast. Stephen and Dustin, the extravagantalist. <laughs> so, anywho... I ordered the iPhone X over the iPhone 8 simply for the screen and the extra two hours of battery life. Uh, I mean, if you're buying a new phone every year, which is what you do, why wouldn't you buy the biggest, best phone every single year? You're not waiting 
or those awesome features to trickle down. You want what's new and you want it now. You're Dustin McKiven, the extravagantalist. I'm curious if in the fall, so like some people are calling this the iPhone X, other people's are other people are calling it the iPhone 10 because it's the you know 10 year anniversary of the iPhone. Because they got on stage and said it's pronounced the iPhone 10 on stage. Well, there are some people that are saying that that was, you know, not not the actual name in some articles I was reading. Um, so, I mean, I'm curious where they land with that. They might just kind of backpedal and say, "Oh, yeah, it is the iPhone 10." But uh, so, I think we should just call it the iPhone X. <laughs> That is one one good spin on it, but I'm curious if uh, then in the fall if they're gonna roll out like instead of you know how they normally do like a seven S or a six S if that will be like the iPhone nine which will be sort of this hybrid phone between the eight and the X. Nah, we're think- already in the fall. Why would they roll out a phone in the fall again? No, I mean I'm sorry. Did I say fall? I meant spring. Are you talking about spring when they're doing the SEs? Yeah. No, nah, because the SE is all about hitting that uh pe- that tier of people who like small phones. Well, they still have the SE. It's not Dude, like they- I would trade in my seven for an SE if the SE had like the camera that the seven has in a heartbeat. I love the size of that phone. Which is just for those who are listening, the SE is just an iPhone five. Oh, it's so tiny. It fits in your hand so great. You can navigate everything. You don't have to like do acrobatics with your thumb and your palm to like hit the top left corner of the screen while you're using it. That was a brilliant and fantastic phone. That's kind of one cool thing about the iPhone ten. Um is that you're going to get a phone that is the same size as your iPhone 7 or iPhone 8, but it's going to have a screen size that's actually relatively the same as your iPhone 7 Plus or 8 Plus. Yeah, because they took away the edges. Right, so it's kind of like the best of both worlds. You're getting a smaller form factor without sacrificing screen size. So that was kind of... And you're getting a bigger battery, and you're getting Face ID, and you get wireless charging. Well, you get wireless charging with the the 8. You get wireless charging with all of them, I know. Um... So it's kind of a... It's kind of a cool... Because that was my biggest pet peeve when I went from the... From the, what was I on, the 6? Yeah, the iPhone 6 to the iPhone 7 Plus is I was unsure if I was going to be able to handle the massiveness of going from the smaller phone to the bigger phone. And it's actually been, it's been okay. Um, There's definitely, like Steve said, there's some times where you're trying to navigate it and it's a little cumbersome. It's a two-hander. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely requiring both hands. You double fist that phone. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm excited to go kind of backwards and get like a smaller phone, but still have the the massive screen that I've kind of come to like for video content and photos and stuff like that. But so there's nothing about this phone though that kind of blew your skirt up, impressed you at all. Oh, no. I 100% want an iPhone X. I just, I bought a new phone last year. I don't buy a new phone every year, so I can't justify it financially at this point in time. So that's something else. I mean, kind of unrelated to photography. I was told when I ordered my phone today 
that they have gotten rid of the two-year upgrade pricing structure, Yeah, which is how I've always been able to get an iPhone in, like really inexpensively. I've always just bought them flat out. Yeah, so I've I've always I've you know I've always waited my two years like two year contract period uh, with Verizon, and then I'd go in and you know like whatever the normal retail is, it's typically like half of that for the two year price. Um, so you know, say the phone's like seven hundred bucks, you know, then it's like three fifty or whatever. Do you not know how financing works? You're paying more for that phone. You're renting to own. No, no, you're paying $350 and that's it. You're keeping the phone. No, absolutely no. You're paying monthly payments. That I'm not are paying monthly payments. I'm paying $350. You said you're on Verizon, right? Yes. Your phone bill's higher every single month if you do like one of their payment plan I'm, things. I'm not on the payment plan things. You're, Whatever, dude. I don't care. <laughs> you're renting to own. I'm not renting to right. own. I'm you rent to own. I am not renting to own. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is... I just what? love how much this is pissing you off. Because you are wrong. I Because that's the, the plan that everyone else is on, and that's the plan that they're pushing everyone on, is the leasing type plan where you're paying, you know, like 39 or 49 bucks a month for your cell phone. And then at the end of the year or whenever the next iPhone comes out, and they're like, you can get a new iPhone every time it comes out with this plan. You have to turn your phone back in and it has to be in like really good condition in order for, you know, them to like pay off the rest of your balance by essentially turning around and selling How much are you paying? Phone. 39 a month or 49 a month? Who, me? Yeah, you. I'm not, I'm not paying anything a month. What are you talking about? You said you're paying a monthly plan. I am not. You rent this iPhone. I'm not. To own. I'm not paying a monthly plan. I was $39 a month or $49 a month. You just said that like five minutes ago. That is what the plan is that they're pushing people to go to. What's the plan you're paying for? I am, I paid $350 for my iPhone and that was it. And then Mm -hmm. I just pay my like normal data plan, which is, you know, 40 bucks for data. Okay. I'm not paying for the uh, leasing model, which I was informed today that that model is all that is available to me unless I buy the iPhone out at retail, which is like a thousand bucks. Thousand bucks are worth it. So if you can afford to buy a new phone this year, I ordered the phone and I have to sit and kind of crunch the numbers and figure out which plan I'm going to go with leasing option RTO which just makes me sick to my stomach or the uh or the buying it outright plan buy it outright I think that's what I'm going to do you're always going to lose if you lease I think I well yes and no I mean the leasing option what that allows you to do then is if you are like me and you keep your phone in pretty good shape uh, for 12 months, and then the new one comes out, you turn it in, you get a new one. Buy it outright, sell it on Gazelle in a year. Well, so yeah, the reason I think I'm going to buy it outright before Steve interrupted me was the fact that... You mean before you had like a weird hiccup and then stopped talking? I didn't interrupt you. We do sort of like this hand-me-down program in our family <laughs> where 
I essentially get a new phone every year. And then my wife gets my old phone and then her father gets her old phone and then her mother gets his old phone and so on and so forth down the line it goes. Wow. Uh, In my marriage, if somebody got a new phone and be my wife, I take care of her. So she's going to get a new iPhone is what you're saying. She has dropped her current iPhone like three times. I already took it in once to get the screen replaced. I offered to take it in a second time. She said no. Uh, I don't know that she's going to get a new iPhone. She might get an Apple Watch this year. She's really jonesing for one of those. So let's talk about the new Apple Watch upgrade. Um, Uh, Can we just talk about the thing that we both really liked about the iPhone 8 Plus and the iPhone X? Sure, Steve. I was trying to get you to talk about what it was about the iPhone you liked. 4K, 60 frame per second video and 1080p, 240 frames per second slow motion video. You sped it up, it wouldn't be as cool. So for those those of us who aren't so tech savvy with the specs of the iPhone 7, what, what was the iPhone 7 shooting video-wise? 4K was only shooting 30 frames per second, and slow motion was 1080p, uh, 120 frames per second. 720p, 240 frames per second. So Interesting. So uh, 1080p, 240 frames per second is awesome. And 40K, 60 frames per second. I mean, you shoot everything 60 FPS, right? When you do video? Pretty much, yeah. Yep, because we like the option of speed ramping and also speed just Speed ramping. Ooh, that's a cool term. <laughs> Someday I'll teach you me what more. that means, Steve. Dunno. But yeah, we're. Uh, I'm excited to see like kind of what that sort of brings to the table for what we do because every now and then if we have like a bunch of cameras running for like a wedding ceremony it's kind of fun to just sort of pull out your iphone and just shoot a little bit of fun b-roll with that um chances are we'll never use it but it's still what fun to kind of see what doing it right what you can get if you don't use that iphone footage you're not doing it right no it just means we have Super sexy footage from our fancy A7S Sony. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you pull the iPhone out, you can't be shooting something normal. Like, you have to do something super creative because otherwise people are going to look at you and be like, why are you shooting with an iPhone right now? If I pull my iPhone out when I'm doing video at a wedding, I almost always use it, and it's almost always my favorite footage from the day. The one thing, though, that constantly impresses me with the iPhone Um, And I'm excited to see um, the improvements upon this, even with the new iPhone X, is the in-camera stabilization that it brings Mm. to video. Yeah. It's... It's insane when it comes to, like, hand-holding, shooting stuff. I'll be like, I'll never be able to use this. Um, We were doing an event last... I think it was, like, last winter. um, And I wanted to do this, like, shot where I panned down as I, like, rode down the escalator. And I did all of it handheld, mm-hmm. and it was we 
definitely use that for the final cut because it just looks so smooth and so good. That's what I'm talking about, baby. You were using that iPhone footage. There was that other time when you wanted to get that shot where it was like a, a whip, like uh dolly move across the back of the wedding, and you just looked at me with your iPhone, and you just tomahawk through it to me. I caught it. Footage was totally usable because the optical image stabilization is so good. That's right. Steve is correct. We tomahawk iPhones around like they're candy. Oh, yeah. That's why we get so many broken screens when I'm shooting with you. <laughs> oh. So you're not going to break it. Why have it, right? So do you you take a lot of photos with your phone, I assume, right? Uh, I take a ton of photos with my phone, and I basically upload all of them to my Google Photos, and I share them with my wife and no one else. So you aren't a sharer, you're a hoarder, hoarder of those photos. Oh, yeah. Dustin, have you checked out my Instagram feed? It's almost all professional photos. Yeah, that's why I don't follow your Instagram feed, Steve. Don't lie to the audience. You know you follow it. You know you love it, baby. Oh, but what I do follow is the wedding photo hangover Instagram feed, which today is sporting a quite a nice little portrait of me. Taken by my lovely wife. I would have credited her if you had told me that when you dropboxed it to me. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing it here first. Dustin McKibben, the man who couldn't even use Dropbox to send a photo to himself to post to his own Instagram, got on the Dropbox and Dropboxed a photo to me, Steve Van Elk, to post to the wedding photo hangover Instagram account. We've broken down new walls in Dustin McKibben's life. It's amazing. It's insane. It's incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a first time for everything, and this is the first time for Dustin McKibben to finally take his social media somewhat seriously. Round of applause, everyone. Round of applause. Is there a reason you hold your headphones while you're doing that sort of announcer-style voice? Dude, uh, I mean, typically I wear earbuds, but tonight I brought out my, the big guns, my studio monitor uh, Sony uh, headphones that I bought when I was in college from my audio classes and haven't used since. <laughs> um, and they just kind of lend themselves to the idea that like you're going to hold the headphones while you're recording, like if you're taking it seriously. So, you know, when I got a bit going and that bit is like hot fire, like that last one. Hot fire. I'm going to put my hand to the headphone. I mean, I said, yeah, the headphones. thought I said mic for a second. I'm drinking. So while That's we're on Scarlet the topic, Lane's Tiberius. While we're on the topic of the wedding photo hangover Instagram account, What's I thought it, thought this would be a good opportunity to share the hilariousness that ensued yesterday when we were approached by some guy. Was it a guy? Yes, it was some a guy. Person that wanted to like hire him to like help promote our social media accounts. Anywho, Steve, Steve yes, was kind of like you're correct. volleying with him back and forth and I'll let him kind of tell the story, but it was, uh, it was kind of fun to not have to participate in the story, but be able to sit there at my desk while I'm working on some photos and just like watch their conversation scroll through. And, uh, Steve, Steve was, uh, was pretty pretty entertaining. Maybe we can post up some like, maybe like some screenshots in like Facebook or something. Dude, we can do whatever you want. 
I think, I think so. Take some screenshots and Dropbox them to me <laughs> so that I can post them on social media. <laughs> uh, so this dude, uh, I'm going to call him a dude. He's totally a dude, right? Like you, I don't like I mean, he dude. was a guy. And uh, I would say he definitely fits like dude bro culture. Oh, yeah. Um, so he sent us this message and he's like, hey, I like your stuff. And I was like, thanks, exclamation point, because a period is just rude or so I'm told millennials think. And he was like, you have a nice wall and amazing pics. And I was like, thanks. And then he goes, but why no engagement? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, I mean, your content is good, but people are not enraging with your content. And I just sent back the word ha because that just makes me laugh when somebody comes at you and they're just like, you're doing it wrong. And then he told me we need to clean up our bio, make it simple and appealing. We need to slide into DM groups, be into telegram groups, whatever that is. And we need to get those power likes going strong. Wrong. Yeah. Then he said that we'll get some more likes and exposure and we'll end up getting more events to cover. And I was like, man, that sounds cool. And then he started uh, throwing out stats like, do you know there's 600 million active users? And 10,000 likes are done every second on Instagram. And this is something I already knew. So I just wrote, holy shit, exclamation point again, so that he wouldn't think I was being rude. <laughs> And I was like, for real? And he's like, is your account on business mode? And I was like, no. And he was like, you need to make that business mode so you can make that money. I don't know, Dustin. What did you think was so great about this? I feel like this is just like standard run-of-the-mill type stuff. Uh, see, I guess like, I, don't, I don't get it. Turn it into business right now. I don't get approached by stuff like that on Instagram because I suck at social media. And so he was like, turn it into business right now. And I was like, holy shit, why? And he was like, then you can have insights of your followers. You can see stats and best time to post and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, damn, that sounds lit. Fire emoji. I'm pretty hip with teens, right? You, I'm, you I'm are a millennial. I feel like you are definitely like you yeah. could buy a millennial card and pass. Definitely. I mean, I don't even need a millennial card. I just show them my face and they're like, Total millennial, right? <laughs> Total millennial. My lack of hipster beard. That gets me in. And he's like, yeah, give it a try. And he's like, have you done that yet? He's like, now get your bio right and clean. And I was like, how do I clean my bio? <laughs> then I named off some cleaning products like Windex and Bleach. And then I asked him to teach me. And I called him Wise One. And I asked him what changes I needed to make. And he was like, look at my bio. You need to put an emoji next to everything you post in your bio. And I said, like aubergine or eggplant, except I didn't say aubergine or eggplant. I just put the eggplant emoji. And then I sent him the eggplant emoji several more times. <laughs> and he's like, in every line, you need to make it more appealing. And uh, then he finally read all the eggplants I sent and he wrote, fuck no. <laughs> he did not include an exclamation point. So... I took that like he was being real serious there, right? Very disappointing. Yeah. And so then I sent back some examples like uh, Aubergine podcast, Aubergine cool shit, Aubergine DM me. <laughs> Aubergine being uh, 
another thing you call an eggplant. It's actually if you like go and search for emoji and you type in eggplant, the eggplant won't show up. You have to type in aubergine. That's A-U-B-E-R-G-I-N-E. And that's how you get the purple dick. Why Why is that? Aubergine's what they call eggplants in the UK. I did not know that. So then we went back and forth and I told him, he's he said something about how we needed to... Uh, about how Instagram's ideal for photography. And I said that Dustin and I only got into doing photography because we wanted to get real good at taking dick pics. Oh, the old dick pic line. That was our whole motivation to get into photography in the first place. So I told him that I think that the aubergine or the eggplant is the best emoji for us to use for our account. And his response to that? Um, then he just went off on wild tangents, telling me how to run two businesses at the same time. And we got to talking and at the end, uh, I basically had to tell him how to do sales and like how to approach people. And he thanked me for not being rude to him. And I was like, man, you do not understand how at the beginning I was just sending you eggplant emojis over and over again, do you? Cause that's, I feel like that's pretty rude. I was basically just saying like dick, 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 dick. Yeah, that just goes to show that the people he has been reaching out to have been even worse than you were. <laughs> yes, that is correct. People he has been reaching out to have probably been sending him actual dick pics. Which, can I tell you, Dustin, my wife, her Instagram account, which I manage for her, uh, she gets dick pics sent to her really? all the time on Instagram. Yeah. Seriously. You can't get 13.3 thousand followers without getting a few dick pics. Oh. If you're a woman. I've never had a dick pic sent to me. Never had a vagina pic. Never had a tit pic. Never had a ass pic. Uh, what else is there? Uh, never had a male goatee pic. Goatees are like male genitalia, right? So if, just so those of you out there that are listening to this podcast, that is at Steven Van Elk on Instagram. Feel free to change his lack of direct message photos that have been sent to him. Uh, again, that's at Stephen Van Elk on Instagram. And you can just go ahead and make it so his wife's not the only one that's received a plethora of dick pics. And that would I make my the, week. Uh, that would, you know what, Dustin, why don't you send me a dick pic real quick, buddy? Come on. Real quick. Portrait mode okay? Is portrait mode good? Yeah, I want it to look like a professional photo. All right, here we go. Oh, let me get let me get these new video lights out. Rembrandt lighting. Mmm, I love that Rembrandt lighting. You want to get that perfect triangle from the nose to the eye to the cheekbone and back up to the nose again. Oh, yeah. Dustin, you're not going to send me a dick pic. You can just give this up. If this was like a video podcast and people could actually see that you're like pretending to like get everything together to send me this dick pic, this would be a fantastic bit for you to do. But it's just me staring at you, knowing it's not going to happen. I just sent the pic, Steve. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It looks like an Oscar Mayer hot dog that was left out in the sun for like a week. Beautiful. Beautiful. Was there anything else you <laughs> wanted to talk about this this episode? 
Oh, Dustin, there's so much that I want to talk about. Because I am officially like eight weddings deep on the edit chart. Oh, you get that sent off yet to get edited? Uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. For those of you who don't know, I, Dustin and Corinne Photography, we outsource our editing because we are a high... DJ D-Mac Attack Photography. (laughs) We are a high-volume studio, meaning we shoot more than... Most uh, most of our colleagues who do like 15 to 25, we do somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 60 weddings a year. When you're a photographer and you think to yourself, you know what? My life is too good. I would like to get so much work that I would feel like blowing my brains out. That's when you go for that 50 to 60 number that Dustin and Corinne are at. Yeah, and we've been, uh, we've been going strong, but this is year number three of that. It's not like we strive to hit that number either. It's just they call and we connect with them and like them and we book them. And it Hello. It's me. Calling from the other side. And yeah. Would you like to edit these photos for me? I'm Dustin and I can't keep up with my editing. I, I do enjoy the... Uh, the vibe that Steve's putting out that, you know, people, there shouldn't be anybody out there that can't keep up with their editing and they should never think about outsourcing their <laughs> editing, um, especially to a small company going, called Bespoke Tone. <laughs> That's right. Everybody out there, if you can't keep up with your editing, you could hire Jennifer Van Elk and Stephen Van Elk. Owners of the company Bespoke Tone to edit your photos for you. That is something my wife and I actually do. Yeah, because no one should be no one should be overwhelmed enough to need such a service. But if you are, <laughs> you know what, Dustin? Uh, one of the services that we offer is calling. I know that's that's definitely on the list for next year for us. Is we've got to figure out. Oh my way. gosh to get the images called as well as edited just because you heard it here first we are having another baby we're gonna have to into that in an earlier episode yeah i know that steve put out before dustin officially made it public on facebook that they were having another baby still haven't officially (laughs) put it out on facebook yet because you told me it was going official that day i know but we haven't officially announced it yet because I just don't feel like dealing with brides who are going to be like, oh my God, Corinne's pregnant. She's not going to be able to shoot my wedding now. So you'd be like, hell no, she wasn't going to shoot it anyway. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much. Yeah. going to be, no, actually I'm carrying this child. So Corinne will absolutely be there. Oh my gosh, Dustin. I'm so excited for you. You're going to get to know what it feels like to hold a life inside of your belly. Yeah. It's called a chili burrito. <laughs> And then you just take that life and poop it out on the toilet, right? Yep, exactly. Just like every morning after my cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. Get that accelerant flowing through you. But, yeah. It speeds up your bowels. So, obviously, you guys don't outsource your editing because you are an outsourcing company. That is correct. Have you ever That is one of the it? reasons why we only do 25 weddings a year, so that we can, you know cater to other people who need outsourcing done for them. But we've never considered outsourcing because we 
it takes Jen and I, um, it takes me, I do all the culling. It takes me about an hour to cull through, uh, 4,000 to 6,000 images for a wedding. And it takes Jen maybe two hours to edit a wedding. It takes me three to four hours to edit a wedding. I'm not as fast as her. Um, so we hear from a lot of our friends that it's taking them 40 plus hours to edit their weddings, which sounds absolutely ridiculous to us. And so we thought that we could uh, help them out by starting a company that would edit their weddings for them. So that was like the idea behind our editing service. And that's why it came to exist. And has that been successful? Has that been, I haven't really checked in on it with you to see where you guys are with that. It's been successful, Dustin. We have paying clients, clients who are happy with our work. That's I know good. it's crazy for you, somebody who shoots 50 to 60 weddings a year to think of, but clients can be happy with your work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve. such a dick thing to say. Hey, on the subject of me saying dickish things to you, um, I just wanted to let everybody know, last week on the podcast, when Dustin asked me if there was anything I could learn uh, from shooting with him, and I immediately said nope really loud and really boisterously. I was just joking around with Dustin. Uh, there are actually things I can learn from shooting with him, but I thought it'd be really funny on the podcast to make it seem like there is absolutely nothing I could learn from him. So Dustin, if I hurt your feelings, I'm sorry, because I didn't go into depth and explain that to you afterwards. I was just doing it for the yucks and the laughs. See, Stephen goes for the laughs and the low balls, I'm just coming to you guys with the true, honest feelings of Dustin McKibben. That's Dustin, wait for it, underscore McKibben on Instagram. No, that's wrong. It's at DJ DMAC attack on Instagram. See, off topic. I tried to register at DJ DMAC attack on Instagram, and it wouldn't let me because I already have too many accounts registered. <laughs> really? There's like a limit? Uh, there's a limit per phone. I could get out my old phone and do it on that. I just don't feel like it. I'm lazy. I I wouldn't mind if you ran my Instagram account. Totally fine. Yeah, you can pay me to do that. I'll totally do it for you. I cost the slim price of $700,000 a year. I don't know if I can afford that just because I bought a new drone. Brag much? Oh, yeah. How I, much did that drone cost? Seven hundred thousand. Yep, that's the platinum model that DJI makes, where they cover it in platinum. I forgot that I ordered the version with this on it. What's that? You have to remember, this is an audio podcast. The viewers are not actually viewers; they're listeners, and they cannot see what you're showing me on this weird Google Hangouts video call. I uh, mistakenly ordered the the drone uh, remote that comes with the uh, the LCD screen built into it, so you don't have to use your iPad or iPhone or tablet, whatever. Let's do it. There it is. If you couldn't tell, listeners. Uh Steve has finished his beer, and he's just opened up another one because this podcast is running so long. But we're professionals now on SoundCloud, so we can run long. That is true. Um, what do you got going on this weekend, Steve? Uh, shooting another wedding. Anything you fun? You know how it is. 
Anything fun? Anywhere cool? Where are you going? Oh. You, you don't even know. Can I tell you something about this last wedding I shot? Sure. It was awesome. The groom and the bride were super chill, super laid back. When the groom came into the door and like met me for the first time, instead of like putting his hand out to shake my hand, his hands were full. So he just uh, put his fist up for me to bump, which I thought was a real great move, you know? But the thing I was most impressed with from him the entire night, when he went to do his vows, got up to give his vows, and he said, I want to be your vacuum cleaner, sucking up all your dust. I want to be your Ford Cortina. I will never rust. And if you like your coffee hot, I could be your coffee pot. (laughs) That's right, Dustin. He used the lyrics to the Arctic Monkeys song, I Want to Be Yours, off their album AM, as the vows that he said to his wife. It was fantastic. I heard him start his vows, and I was like, I want to be your vacuum cleaner. I've heard that before. I want to be your Ford Cortina. I was like, oh my gosh. And I had like one of those moments where I was like, this is awesome. I'm so glad I'm here. Were they, did they get video? I assume someone was doing video for this. I wish. No, they didn't actually want a video done. So, what? They, I always, I'm so sad. It's like always the weddings that don't add video that have like the most epic vows, and the weddings that do have video that, you know, their vows are just the, the standard ones. These vows were a blatant ripoff of an Arctic Arctic Monkeys song, so you couldn't use these vows in a video that you made, you know, because copyright, licensing, that kind of stuff. But so I'm not really worried about that. Dustin, do you know anything about licensing or copyright? No, issues? I leave all the lawmaking breaking decisions to you, Steve. You're my you're my legal counsel. Who I should have gone to law school. Can I tell you something fun that happened from our wedding? Yes. Not really. It didn't really happen at our wedding uh, as much as it happened the day after our wedding. Um, So Corinne and I do this thing. Wait, wait, wait. your wedding or a wedding you shot last weekend? A wedding that we photographed last weekend. Shot, photographed, captured, witnessed. Documented. Digital witnessed. Whatever. Encapsulated. Words. I don't know if that one really works. Anyways, um, so we do this thing, and I, I know you know we do this, but and I don't even know why we do it at this point. It's just become a thing, and so we just keep doing it. But we do a photo with the bride and groom uh, at some point throughout the day, typically at the reception, but we've been really trying hard to do it before the reception. Anyways, because we actually like, <laughs> care about our couples, unlike some photographers I know. And uh, what you couldn't see if you're listening is I made a motion like I was hanging myself while Dustin was talking about this. Because Steve is heartless. But anyway, so he's an asshole. We Let's don't just be clear. We don't post any kind of like a teaser. We don't post any kind of a sneak peek kind of thing. You don't want any, a teaser? Um, like a lot of photographers do. Calling me out. We only post a photo of us with the bride and groom, uh, following the the wedding and. It's just a way we found that, like, you know, for marketing purposes and just like a way of, for us to say thank you, 
for like letting us shoot their wedding and people kind of then see the bride and groom see us and then it gives them a way to like find our facebook page and website and know where to follow so if you go to dustin's facebook page and you scroll down like i did recently when i was looking for a photo of his to post on the wedding photo hangover instagram account you'll notice that it's just a bunch of photos <laughs> of him and corinne and you'll be like wow this dude really loves himself Exactly. So anyways, so th- what's funny is the wedding we shot on Friday, the groom mm-hmm. actually took that photo and he cropped Corinne and I out of it. Hell yeah. To make it his profile picture. And you can still see like our- Well, it's a square crop. You can't keep you and Corinne <laughs> in with a square crop. You're acting like this guy's a dick. You can still see like our arms around them <laughs> and stuff. And it's just- I've just never seen a couple that just like, I mean, I've, I've assumed people crop all the time when they're making profile pictures, but just the fact that I knew that that was a photo with Corinne and I, and it was just like, bloop, all I need in this photo is right here. <laughs> and they are gone. Well, you know what? If you cold and edited your photos faster and got them turned around to your client quicker, then he wouldn't have had to take that one and crop you out of it. He could have taken one of the better photos that you shot from the day. Oh, what? but he thought that. But the fact that he thought that photo was profile worthy. Who took that photo? Because it wasn't you. You don't even own the copyright on that photo. Exactly. Does the monkey own the copyright? The monkey that you take around with you to every wedding and let take those photos of you and Corinne with the bride and groom? Don't worry. The monkey signs a copyright release. <laughs> I like to imagine that there is actually a monkey that's just like hanging around with you at these weddings, taking photos all throughout them. Do you pay him in bananas? Yep. His name is Logan. <laughs> oh, Dustin. Or Logan. That's your cousin. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. I hope he's not a listener. <laughs> he's too busy. But we have a fun weekend lined up this weekend. Uh, we're going off to Cleveland Rocks, Ohio. Uh, Cleveland for, does not rock, for, let me tell you. For a little little adventure, Cleveland wedding. Oh, um, yeah. Just hoping that the weather cooperates because we've got a lot planned for this couple. Jen and I shot a wedding in Cleveland a few years ago. And, you know, when you're traveling several hours away from your home, you're like, I want to get some photos that would make it look like I traveled several thousand miles away from my home. Okay, it's not several thousand no, it's, miles, it's but it's like it, three it's a hours ways away. away. It's several hours away from your home. It's not three hours. Well, you live in Fort Wayne. Yeah, it's three and a half hours from my front door. But uh, the entire wedding that we shot... It was like one of the coolest bride and grooms that we've ever worked with, but it was all shot at like a friend of theirs houses in the area. So nothing that said that we traveled to Cleveland at all. It's just like, this could be anyone's house anywhere. Uh, See, our couple, we're already planning on going down to the lake and we're doing, there's like a giant Cleveland sign apparently. Is that lake, what lake? What? What? Do you know, do you know the Great Lakes? I do. They're they're the best lakes. They're the greatest lakes. Home. I don't know. Huron. Ontario. Michigan. Erie. Superior. Could you even name those lakes, Dustin? I guess it's Holmes, isn't it? Holmes. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes. Well, Cleveland is on Lake Erie. 
for those of you that who is care correct. about which lake is on Cleveland. I care about all the lakes. But yeah, but it's going to be a fun weekend. We have uh, one of my best friends lives in Cleveland. All lakes matter, Dustin. All lakes matter. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot Steve's in like Peace Corps. Water Corps? Water. Why don't you just work on your core? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I, I actually hang out a lot with the Water Nation in the Avatar land. We're not big fans of Fire Nation. Atlantis or uh, what the hell else is in that? Uh, wind Nation. Wind. And, uh, wind what are the other elements in Avatar? I've never seen the show. I've, Earth Nation. That's it. Done. Done. I mastered Avatar. Call me M Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. M Night Shyamalan had nothing to do with Avatar. He made the movie, The Last Airbender. Oh, you're talking about that movie, not Avatar. I'm talking about the, w- the cartoon. I'm not talking about that piece of shit James Cameron threw out there. <laughs> oh, you know, the one that like was the highest grossing film of all time. Yeah. Because it's the first ever 3D film. I'm going to go on record right now. Avatar, the movie by James Cameron was a piece of shit. One of my favorite movies, Steve. Don't lie to me. I actually I worked for somebody for a while I'm not going to say who it was Avatar was one of this guy's favorite movies and when we needed uh, it was like a company where we would install video audio type stuff His fa- one of his favorite movies was Avatar and when we needed to test Blu-ray players he would always test them by running Avatar in the Blu-ray player for like 24 hours straight which might be why I hate it so much now <laughs> Sounds like there was a catalyst involved because it's an okay movie. I saw Avatar in theater and it gave me a huge headache. The uh, 3D did not work for me at all. That's why you don't watch it in 3D. I just left the theater thinking to myself, this is something that I'll never take off because I want to murder myself now. So Steve sees a therapist on Mondays. Um, between four and five, and so we unfortunately were unable to record the podcast the day that he typically sees his therapist, and so you're sensing a little bit of extra anger from Steve this week. That's because we were recording on a Tuesday. Yeah, Um, that therapist is actually called Scarlet Lane Brewing Company, a great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man like Steve Van Elk. Is that what you wanted to hear, Dustin? No, I want to know where people can go find out more about this podcast. So, If you've been listening this long, you can find us on Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover. And you can find us on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover because Twitter limits the number of characters in your handle so we couldn't do Wedding Photo Hangover there. And last but not least, you can also find us on Facebook if you do a search for at Wedding Photo Hangover. That's our Instagram handle. Facebook owns Instagram. That's how it works, Dustin. If you want to follow Dustin, or Steve individually. You can find Dustin on Instagram at Dustin underscore, wait for it, McKibben. And you can find Steve at at Steven Van Elk. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. <laughs> <laughs>
Dustin, it was really great podcasting with you tonight. Always a pleasure, Stephen. Back to the grind I go. All right, guys, it's been good. Uh, hope you've taken little nuggets of iPhone photo knowledge. Uh, Steve will be dropping some links to some articles in the show notes uh, because he's got such an amazing work ethic when it comes to making this podcast happen. So, yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed it, and I really hope you keep coming back for more. And I'm going to just go out on a little limb here um, and say if you guys have enjoyed following along with the adventures of Stephen and I, that you go on to iTunes. Um, that's the I followed by the tunes on your computer, device, whatever. I-T-U-N-E-S. And it really, really helps us. And I'm sure if you're podcast people, you hear this all the time. And I apologize for that. But it, it makes a huge difference for us as Dustin, people. stop. You do not apologize. <laughs> you never apologize. It makes a big difference for those of us trying to get this thing up and off the ground uh, for people to see it. And Apple kind of uses their algorithms to show more people that are interested in photography our podcast based on how many five-star reviews we get. So if you guys could go on there and leave us a nice little five-star review, a little comment just saying how beautiful Steve's voice is and how much you put up with me, that would be fantastic. And I would be... Dustin, everybody loves you. I don't know why you're saying put up with you. People are like, oh gosh, Steve, he's the annoying one. I come here for the Dustin. Also, when can we get Dustin to send us that dick pic he sent Steve earlier tonight? Yeah. I will post that up on on the Facebook wall. <laughs> so if you want, so you heard it from Dustin first, guys. Uh, jump on the iTunes, look up "Wedding Photo Hangover," give us a five star review, and then if you really <laughs> want to help us, look up every other photography podcast you can find. Give them a one star <laughs> review. Tell them they're shit and they're not as good as the Wedding Photo Hangover. Then jump back on to the Wedding Photo Hangover. Look us up on Gmail, right? Send a g Gmail to weddingphotohangover at gmail.com. Be like, Steve, Dustin, I just totally shit-bombed all of your competition and gave you the five-star that you always wanted. And if you guys shoot us a DM or a Facebook message or whatever. Uh, Dustin, no? you got to be hip with the millennials. It's if you guys slide into our DMs, just slide in. Anyways, if you shoot us a message via social media channels and let us know that you sent us a five-star review with a delightful comment. Uh, or a dick pic. Steve doesn't know this, but we are going to pick one at random next week and throw out a gift card to Amazon. And yeah, it's going to be great. Wait, wait. Can we clarify the rules of this? Um are we giving a gift card to Amazon to the best dick pic, like I said, <laughs> or to the best five-star review at random? Uh, I mean, Steve, you're you're always willing to give people that send dick pics to you gift cards to Amazon <laughs> as a reward. You don't know what I'll do for a dick pic, guys. <laughs> but I am going to give a Amazon gift card to the random person who puts a five-star review on our Instagram, not our Instagram, scratch that, iTunes account uh, for our podcast episode. A uh, little caveat, you cannot be an employee of Dustin's company, Big Burrito. 
creative. Uh, if you uh, want to get that uh, dick pic, I mean, uh, <laughs> Amazon gift card. Or you can use the Amazon gift card to buy a dick pic. Remember when we said this Instagram or this podcast would keep us from ever uh, running for political office? This is the episode that makes that so. <laughs> Perfect, guys. Well, I look forward to reading your comments and ratings and reviews on uh, iTunes, and uh, we'll be sharing those next week. And uh, Steve and I have been kind of working on maybe doing a couple interviews. So if there's anyone you guys would really like to hear from, someone that you think is maybe unreachable, Steve and I have a very large reach, if you know what I mean. And we will reach out into these social webs and we will will interview that guy or gal and uh, talk to them about wedding photo hangover nonsense. So yeah. Uh, let us know, shoot us some, or excuse me, slide us into some DMs as the... No, oh my <laughs> gosh, you did that so wrong. Just just not as young and hip as you, Steve, I'm sorry. But we are excited to uh, go along on this journey with you guys, so let the us... The other day on Jen's Instagram story, she literally caught me yelling at kids to stay off of our lawn. That's how old I am, Dustin. Literally because you're a fossil you're you're a fossil steven all right steve where uh we already did the sign off thing so uh, <laughs> we just kept going and going and going <laughs> we're like the energizer bunny all right i gotta i gotta get some some photos edited worked on picked out what have you you gotta do what you gotta do buddy all right bro it has been great talking with you and destroying our public image together. (laughs) Perfect. I will talk at you next week, bud. Definitely. See you later, Dustin. Have a good wedding. Peace. Peace. And we're out. Roll the music.